Hey everybody, welcome back to PT Tech Talk Podcast. This is episode 62. And if you're looking for the intersection of physical therapy and technology, you are in the right place. If this is your first time listening, first of all, thank you so much for joining. And if you listened to us before, go ahead and drop us a five-star review on iTunes. And what that'll do is it'll surface the podcast up for others like you for them to find it. As always, go ahead and hit the subscribe button there on iTunes. And you can also do the same thing on YouTube and SoundCloud and catch us there. I'm Dave Kittle, physical therapist and the founder and CEO of Initial, and I'm currently working on a project with Andrew Bertson, a practice owner in California, and I have a quick question. So do you currently manually enter clinic data into Excel? So if you do, go ahead and drop me an email, dave at initial.com. Again, I'm currently collaborating with Andrew Bertson on that potential software tool. And as always, joined here by my co-host, Rob Vining. Rob's a physical therapist and the founder of PT Live. PT Live is a live chat that allows prospective patients to chat with a physical therapist and schedule an evaluation right inside the app. You can check out the new domain, www.ptlivechat.com. That's ptlivechat.com. All right, and before we bring on Rob, let me just give a quick shout out to who we have here today on PT Tech Talk episode 62. Today we have our physical therapy friends and colleagues. Today we're talking with Will Boyd and Alex Engar. They are both physical therapists and the admins, the administrators of the Healthcare Digital Marketing Group on Facebook, currently pushing 450 members. So that's super impressive. We're gonna get into that for sure. And Will is a physical therapist. He's the co-host of the Nobody's Podcast with the other co-host, Nick Brashante. And Alex Engar, he's a physical therapist and a digital marketing ninja. Now, before we bring on those two crazy guys, just want to say what's up to my co-host, Rob Vining. Rob, what's up, man? I am running on three hours of sleep and 38 shots of espresso. If I'm a little hyper today, just cut me some slack. We've been doing a little extra work, pushing out ptlivechat.com. Whole different site now that you can actually look and understand every angle. That's been what I've been working on a whole bunch this week. Some news that I saw today that was kind of mind-blowing was Australia decided to cut 17 ancillary services from payment for uh, their Medicare for Australia. Pilates, cut. Yoga, cut. And there's a whole list. Physiotherapy still on the list of what gets paid for, thank goodness. But that puts them on notice. I'm super excited we got Will and Alex on today. This should be an interesting episode. Like usually we make up five or six questions and we kind of have a little outline of what we're going to talk about. We're going to just free flow on this today. So first off, Alex and Will, thank you guys for coming on. And Alex, we'll start with you. Just give us a, a tiny little intro, a little background, and then uh, Will next. And then let's just go in from there. Yes. Thank you guys so much for having us on here. I am just absolutely stoked. And I told you this earlier. I can't believe that I get to be on a podcast with Will Boyd. This is dream come true status for me. So I am a physical therapist out of Salt Lake City, Utah, just a little bit north of Salt Lake. I've only been graduated for five or six months. Uh, so I'm, I'm brand new in the field. But I've been in the digital marketing world. I kind of started escaping to that during PT school about my first year into that. And I realized I'm not cut out for straight clinical work. I just, I just knew there was too much entrepreneur in me, too much tech geek in me to be happy only being a clinician. And I say that with a little bit of trepidation because there's so much value in that. But I see in myself, I, I was going to need to be feeding my tech addiction in my career. And so I, I somehow turned it into this passion for, for marketing. And over the past, gosh, six, seven, eight months, uh, as I've been working with a clinic here in Utah, 
just found that I love this stuff. I just love it to death. And Rob, you were just talking about having a, a night until three o'clock, right? Those, those have been commonplace for me over right. the past few weeks as I've started building out projects and, and working with, with other people on their marketing. And I just, to be honest, I am just here to be in Will's presence like that. <laughs> that's, that's my purpose in doing all this. A few months ago, as we reached out to each other, (laughs) as we reached out to each other and started this group that we'll get into, I thought, what can I do to be more like Will and and put myself in his presence? And this was the way to get there. So I'm just riding this wave as long as I possibly can. Absolutely loving uh, having the connection that we have. Uh, and building the things that we have together. Well, how can you top that? Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> no, I don't think I can. I mean, I think the irony is, is that it, it you know, it's sort of this mutual thing that we, uh, Alex and I both uh, host podcasts and we first really came across each other in, I think the doctor student physical therapy group. Maybe there was a, oh, uh, the Greg, we both took Greg, uh, Greg Todd's smart success course. And I think that's where we were originally introduced to one another. And we just started to see ourselves crossing, crossing paths you know, Alex was hosting the Habit Hack, Habit Hack podcast. I was hosting the Nobody's podcast. And I just saw so much in Alex that was the same as me. We, we both were, were confused about whether or not full-time clinical work was for us. And really, we became our outlets for one another in that. We, we, I think we both, I can speak for myself, I felt guilty saying that to a lot of my friends who had just made it through PT school with me. I graduated back in December, less than a year ago. And I just remember not having a ton of people to connect with to say like, I'm not 100% sure that I want to dedicate 40 to 60 hours of my week to clinical care. Like I love it when I'm in it, but I've talked about before on other places that I'm sort of an extroverted introvert. So I need my alone time and I need time to be creative and to think and to build things. And I wasn't sure I was going to get that in PT. And I'd already made the commitment to go through school. Uh, As we all know, it's definitely not the cheapest thing. So once you're in it, you might as well see it through because otherwise you're just getting a mortgage that you don't have anything to use. Yeah, the invisible house, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so that's where we were at. And and, and, uh, honestly, it's been an honor to, uh, it's been such a pleasure getting to work with Alex. And we both have just wanted to combine our our knowledge of digital marketing because we were, what it turned out to be was we just both started learning different aspects all the time and we needed someone to talk to. And then we realized there were a lot of people who kind of needed the same help and we were just one step ahead or two steps ahead and we thought we had something to offer. And uh, we've been so fortunate to meet guys like you, Dave and, and Rob, who have led the way in sort of finding a path outside of clinical care. And so it's a truly an honor to be on this podcast where you guys have led the way and I think Alex and I are just lucky to have met you guys and, and have a chance to share the knowledge that we're, we're learning just alongside everyone else. Yeah, and there's definitely nothing wrong at all with what you both said about not sure if you want to continue full-time clinical care. And when I was treating patients full-time back in 2013, 14, 15, like I felt the same way when, when we're all there with the patient, like we're all in, we're trying to help that individual out. But then outside of the clinic, our minds are thinking about other things about building and creating and leveraging technology. So what you described is exactly what Rob and I have been through and we've experienced that. And we know exactly what you feel when you're describing, like you're not sure if that's right or okay to share with your colleagues and your classmates. Um, Alex, I see you really are, see you really shaking your head. So you you felt that as well. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, especially I I started feeling it probably like well I started feeling it in school, and uh, I was in that same boat where 
my goodness, I've gotten into this, but I know that my life is going to take a, a bit of a different path. I knew getting into physical therapy that I wasn't going to have sort of that standard career path. I just didn't know that it would end up looking like this, this early on in, in the game. But again, having people that you can reach out to and knowing that there are other people within physical therapy that are entrepreneurial, that are doing things in the tech space, that's really what opened me up to the possibility of, I don't have to create some separate career where I'm totally shunning physical therapy in order to pursue my interests in marketing or in, in digital media, but I can combine those. Then really for me, this happened in, in February of this year and it was such an eye-opening experience to see, oh, there are people like you guys who are out here podcasting. There are people like Greg Todd, uh, uh, Paul Goff, Aaron LeBauer, all these people who are doing more than the standard, right? And creating so much value for other people and that for me was when it just clicked and was like, okay, I can do this. And so being surrounded by people like you guys is what has allowed myself to give myself permission to just keep pursuing this, which I think is, is the key. You, you got to know you have permission to do more than a standard PT might expect to do over the course of their career. Oh yeah, absolutely. And that's, I mean, when I got into PT school, so this is 16 years ago. Mm -hmm. So when I was getting into that, I had made a whole streaming radio service. There was a whole music side of things I was doing. I got sued by Clear Channel, whole different. Oh, wow. Congrats. All kinds of stuff. Yeah, exactly. That actually, that's a badge of honor there. So <laughs> when I got into PT school, all my other, my, my classmates were just looking at me like, what are you doing? You should be studying. And I just had this, this tech bug and I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's important to just, you know, roll with that. Yeah. Think about it this way. We have the best backup job that will never disappear. As long as we keep our license, we can stop whatever we're doing, walk into a hospital. Here's my resume. Yeah. You're hired, you know, or talk to any, any agency, staffing agency, and you've got a job that pays well. Yeah. So I think it's the, the best scenario ever is we have a job for life and now we can do what we really want to do on top of that and then have a fallback plan that is still the best thing that's not a, a grind to wake up and go, oh, I got to help people feel better today. Who does that? Nobody. I hear exactly what you're saying. Getting into the topic we're talking about tonight, let's just get into kind of broad general 30,000 foot view of what we're talking about and then dive in, man. Sweet. So I'll, I'll start if that's okay, Will, and then you can fill in my massive gaps. I think as we're looking at a 30,000 foot view of what we're talking about, we want to introduce this concept of a funnel. And that's a big buzzword lately. A lot of people are talking about funnels and, and how to, you know, how to create them and click funnels and, and Infusionsoft and all these different software services. But basically all a funnel is, and we're going to walk through exactly how to create one, what it entails, how to make it work in your practice. All a funnel is, is simulating the experience of a patient becoming comfortable with you, of a patient learning the services that you offer and then that patient buying those services, right? That's all a funnel is. It's a digital representation of a relationship. And so, well, that sounds a little bit weird. We're not talking online dating here. What we are talking about is providing value to people upfront, showing them that you are an expert in back pain, in yoga, in whatever it is. Like we're providing value on the front end to get people comfortable with making a decision to come to us for their problems, right? Will, how else would you describe a funnel? 
No, I think th- you hit it the nail on the head. And, and really, I, I think about, you know, funnels exist everywhere in life. You're walking by a mall and you see a shirt in a store, right? That, and usually you'll see sale 30% off, right? That is the, that is the opt-in. Ooh, I'm interested. That's my little, that's my bait. Okay. I want to go in, right? But once someone enters the door, that doesn't mean they're going to buy the 30% off shirt, right? That's where, that's just how you get them in the door. And then boom, what do you know? There are all these other different options of shirts, of, of clothes, of sweatpants, shoes. And in the real world, you can touch those things. And I think in, in the old school, we only really associated with sales funnels of that way. If I need to touch something, I need to feel something, I need to shake your hand to know this is real. Well, we're becoming so we're becoming so desensitized to digital media that we're, we're associating it more and more as the real life experience. So we have to find ways to have our 30% off t-shirt in the shop window, but through a digital presence. That's what a funnel is, right? So you've got to get someone in the door. That's one step. Then once they're in the store, you've got to convince them that either your fabric's good enough or it's soft enough or it's appealing enough that that's going to lead them to the back cash register, right? There's a reason the cash register is at the very back of the store. You've got to walk past all of those things, right? That could provide value to you and essentially add things into your shopping cart. And digitally, a funnel is no different, right? We're going to give you something to come into the door. So oftentimes, if you're seeing an ad online, what we're going to talk about sort of the technical details of this is, hey, here's an offer, right? That could be a free ebook. That could be a 30% off, uh, you know, free or 30% off back massage. We get into that and then you get into a landing page, which is essentially you're in the store now. Here are your other options. Okay. Do you want those? Here's some value. Are you not sure yet? Here's a video of me explaining why this is valuable. Cool. You've made decisions. You feel more comfortable. You've eased your decision. You're either going to choose to buy or not to buy. And then you go to the checkout. And what we're going to dive into, what's really cool about the digital world and funnels is that we can track your data of what you're looking at. Whereas I couldn't go around, I'd have to hire someone to write down tally marks of, did you touch X t-shirts? Oh, they touched the, they touched the large t-shirt, write a, write a tick mark down, right? That would have been someone's entire job and super creepy that people probably would have left the store. <laughs> right? Excuse me, why is this person staring at me, marking down, asking if I checked a large t-shirt, right? Digitally, we can track every single step of that. And I think that is why funnels are absolutely necessary in this day and age. And if you're, if you're a practice owner or thinking about owning a practice, you need to be aware of this. So we can start tracking the data today. Yeah. One of the things that I think is so interesting over the past 10 years, it's become really popular to have a good website, right? And that's such a big push for every company, for every clinic. If you don't have a website, you're out of date, right? Or maybe if your website is five, 10 years old, you know it looks dated and it's not doing much for you. I would suggest that having a funnel in place is more important than having a website in place. If I had to choose between the two, and I have, I would create a funnel before I created an actual website. And here's what I mean. A funnel is designed to actually bring people through the decision-making process, not just giving them information, but then clearly leading them to the next step right? The difficulty with a website is you have a bunch of information out there and it's like you have your blog, you have your services, you have your about me. And then at the end of the day, you have a really soft call to action of like, contact me. That does not evoke action, right? The point of getting people on our website is to get them in the clinic eventually or to have them buy our product or service. If you don't have a strong sequence 
clearly leading people to the next step in the process, then they're not going to take that next step. That's all a funnel is. Right. It's presenting them an offer and saying, here is your next step. Give me your name and email address and I'll send you the next step, right? And so that for me is when I started understanding the value of a funnel is helping people just make a clear decision and then walking them through that. I mean, you're literally hand carrying someone through it, right? And so I think when we get into thinking about things like Jerry Durham, when he talks about that patient experience, mm -hmm. if you can map out that patient experience like he, he so beautifully does and digitally recreate that, then you can reach people at a much larger scale than if you were to have to do that one-on-one -on -one through the phone every single time, right? And so it, it just creating this funnel allows you to expand your influence so much more. It, it just allows you to duplicate yourself essentially online. And, and, and that's where I see so much value in it. So do you guys have thoughts or questions before we sort of dive into the technicalities of how to set it up? I was going to just jump in real quick and say it's a great analogy that Will gave, but um, I know from my experience talking with practice owners that when, if you are describing this in this way, which is perfect, they're going to say, well, physical therapy, there's no physical goods. And really, we only have one service. We don't have all these other smaller steps like a pack of gum or a smaller t-shirt or a smaller item that leads to the larger higher ticket item, which is like a one or a package of physical therapy visits. So just so you know, and I'm sure you guys already know this, but there's practice owners listening right now that are going to say, okay, I get that maybe I would need a funnel, but what type of information or content, or should it be small physical products? What types of things would be leading up to the stronger call to action, which would be either to call in or stop by and visit or to book a session with, for physical therapy? Right. So, uh, you know, some common things that we, and we've heard this all the time is it's, uh, it's hard to see this digital funnel acting in a physical therapy space. Right. And, and we have to think about digital marketing in the first place as a long-term content building game of building trust in a relationship. So the part of the idea of a funnel isn't that you're just leading someone in a path. You're actually tracking where along the path someone is before you're asking for a call to action. So I think a lot of times as clinic owners and Alex and I, we, we work with clinic owners is they want to know, when's this person going to be in through my door? And the answer is, I don't know right now, but we're going to find out how close they are to becoming someone who's going to walk through the door. And so how we do that is we use informational products, for example. I mean, I think probably the most brilliant thing that all of us have as physical therapists is the information that we have, the knowledge that we have. And it's a matter of how we convey that. And so that's where people can separate themselves is, are you able to convey this message your information, that's where video is just booming, right? It used to be, hey, here's my written word. Great. Did you just copy and paste that from someone else, right? When I can see you and I can hear you, and that's why like a video podcast like this is so cool, right? I can get a sense of who Dave is. I can get a sense of who Rob is by just watching this video. So then we look at things like an ebook, for example, or it could be a, a quick a cheat sheet on how to help your back pain, right? That can lead into something like a free discovery visit or a workshop, right? So we've seen somebody like Chad Madden who crushes, yeah. you know, some of these things like free back workshops or free back or sciatica workshops, right? Paul Goff does that. Greg Todd, these guys who are, who have figured it out. You have to find creative ways. You can't just say, Hey, you know, I can help you be my patient, right? It's, Hey, I need to provide value to you. Right. And, and you think about this in a way, and I thought about this a lot is 
Coca-Cola, right, who makes so much money, they don't need to spend any money on advertising. They have probably reached 95% of the entire population on the planet is my guess. I know that might not be 100% accurate. Now I'm just throwing random numbers, but they have reached so many people and yet continually they out-advertise almost everyone. Why is that, right? Because they want to embed and ingrain in you that they are the choice of soft drink and they want to convey happiness, emotion with you, right? That's where your information, right? You don't have to say, hey, come to me. I can solve your back pain. Great. Let's start somewhere else. Someone might not be ready for that. Let's say, hey, this is a place that's fun. We know knowledge. Let me introduce you to me as a person. And we've got to play the long-term game that this is going to be three, six, 12 months down the line before this person makes a decision. Uh, Alex, I, I kind of went on a, on a line there in a tangent, but any thoughts on other, any type of other things about information products, ways to get people in? Yeah. So I, I just think a lot of it comes down to what is it that people want? Right. And it's so easy as physical therapists to say, well, well, people need to do these exercises and they need to have this activity level and they need to be doing this with their health and this. And that's, that's great and true. And I think it's difficult sometimes as the practitioner to think, well, what do people want? Mm -hmm. How do I sell them what they want and deliver what they need? Yeah. Good point. And, and so that has to be at the basis of, of, of your offer that you're giving on, on the front end with these. And so for a clinic owner that's sitting here and listening and thinking, okay, do I do an ebook? Do I do a short video series? Do I have the time to invest in that? I, I think that there's also the opportunity to look at, well, on a large scale, what can you do that brings people in that they would be really interested in? Because to be honest, people might not be interested in a back pain evaluation in a right. back pain discovery visit. You might find that in your area that doesn't work. Mm. Maybe it has to be something more related to sports injuries. So maybe it's a post-race check tune-up or something. If you have a lot of runners in your area that run a marathon, offer a post-race tune-up. They can come in and get A-STEM. A lot of runners know about that. They can come get foam rolled, whatever. Give them what they want so you can provide value and show that you are a provider of choice for them and they'll want more, right? Right. right. That's a good point. With, with that in a specific way, let's dive in because you guys have given like the best overview and what, what have we been doing? 20 minutes now? You just gave the biggest overview that probably most clinicians have rewound about 58 times right now. Going, ah, I got to write this part down, write this part down. Let's go over a super specific example of like one injury. Let's go with low back pain because that's common, right? So let's say that patient, maybe they're not looking for getting treated for their low back pain because they have some goofy idea that their back pain is never going to go away. But we hit upon something that they specifically want to do, like play with their grandkids. Yeah. So in that way, can you guys kind of super laser focus in on how you would take that scenario and make it successfully a successful funnel to get that grandma or that set of grandparents in the door? Great question. So I'll, I'll just start off here. Will, then I'll toss to you. I think the very first step when you're building this out is just like you mentioned, you have to know exactly who it is you're targeting to because 
I talk to practice owners all the time and I say, who's your ideal back pain patient? I see anyone from 18 year old to 65 year old. That's great. But you are not talking to an 18 year old the same way you're talking to a 65 year old. So you have to really hone in on that ideal customer avatar as we maybe say, but sure. If it's a 50 year old woman with back pain who maybe has a couple of grandkids and she knows that she can't pick up her grandkids now because she, you know, she has this pain. Okay. We, we need to start honing in on what are the things that she would tell you about her pain that are, that, that she's not able to do because at the end of the day, it's not the back pain that she cares about. It's what she's missing out on, right? It's the, it's the life she's giving up and, and you, you hinted at that. And so you, you need to start from that perspective of figuring out what it is that they're missing out on because of this injury, right? And that's when you start to hone in on this offer of, okay, can I give you something that helps you, you know, here's our, our guide to be able to, to get back to playing with your family without hurting. Great. So start with the customer avatar in mind, and then you can keep going forward. Will, thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, if, if we're going to get really technical, so going off of what Alex said, right, how can we create this content? So like Alex said, I think the number one place to start is the best copywriting you can come up with. And by copywriting, I mean how you're going to convey this message to someone is by listening. You listen to your patients. What do they tell you that they really miss out on? What are they not, what are they not able to do that they, that they really want to do, right? That question are, what are some patient-specific goals? That's your copywriting right there. I want to get back to blank. I want to be able to do blank. I miss doing blank. Do you miss, and, and all, sometimes all you have to do is turn that into question form. Do you miss doing blank? Do you, do you feel like you're missing out because of blank? Yeah. And, and sometimes we overlook that. Grabs them, right? Yeah. They're already saying that, right? So all you're doing is just pre-framing. And by pre-framing, I mean getting someone into a mindset w with questioning, right? So you want to lead them to a decision with questioning. So asking, do you miss blank? And that's, that's one strategy, right? So we could talk about, we can, we can attract someone at the beginning of our funnel with what we call, uh, we can either call a lead magnet or a, a, a uh, bait, right? Like how you're going to get someone to, to gain attention to this. Mm -hmm. Do you miss out on blank, right? That right there says, hey, yes, I do miss out on that. Okay, I'm interested. You can do that through text. One of the great things that Alex and I are finding now is you can do that visually, right? You could take a video of a, of a patient. Maybe it's not a patient. Maybe it's stock video or a patient struggling to pick something up. Is this you? Visually, you represent, you can see yourself. Yes, man. I see myself doing that all the time. I can't pick that thing up. Do you miss doing? And then visual representation of someone hiking, right? You want to get someone in the mindset of thinking, I want to be there. Yes, I do feel that I am connected to this. What is this, right? We're not even selling physical therapy up front. You, you, you're, I hate to say it, but your odds of success are going to go down dramatically if you just try to push physical therapy first. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. We want to play into emotion. People make decisions off of emotions. And so I think technically to start out with, right, could be Facebook posts. Your local, if you are, so Alex, maybe we should dive into that. Let's start about yeah, the first places of a funnel. Do you want to dive okay. into that? Yeah. So you've got a couple different ways that you can do it. There's a, the free side and there's the pay, paid side. Okay. And to be honest, I think that you need both. We're going to talk about Facebook a lot here. And the reason is people are on Facebook. I know that a lot of us feel like Facebook is dead. 
that it's only a very small percentage of people using it. There are still millions, if not billions, of active users on Facebook every day. Use Facebook. If you're a clinic owner, you have to be on there. You have to have a presence there. So we're going to assume really quickly talking through the free options for how to start this funnel. The very best types of posts on Facebook have lots of value to them, meaning they teach something, they give information, they enlighten the people who are reading them, right? It's not just pictures of your clinic. It's not just happy birthday posts, right? People will engage with your content on Facebook if it is really highly valuable. That's what will differentiate you. So for example, the beginning of a funnel that I really like that has worked really well for others, uh, in, including us, is a, a five-day or a seven-day course of information. Okay? Okay. This is really valuable. This works really, really well. Here's how you do it. You come up with, for back pain, for example, you come up with, what would you teach someone about back pain in the clinic? Knowing everything that you know, what would you teach them over the course of maybe two or three visits, right? Come up with a way to either write that down or create videos on it. Split that up into a five or seven day series. And you're going to say, you're going to have one post. Day one will be, hey, if you have back pain, I'm going to create a, uh, I'm doing a seven day course of understanding everything about back pain. Here's what I'm going to do day one, day two, day three, day four, day five. If you'd like information on this, or if, you, if you'd like to be included in this post, just comment below with tag me, and I'll make sure to tag you so that you see all of these posts, okay? The call to action there then is they're commenting on your post, that tag me or I'm in, I'm in works really well. So you'll get a couple of people. Maybe you say you get 10 people who, who comment below saying I'm in. You'll also have a number of people tagging their friends on this. And that's where we start getting into it's essentially like a referral, right? So that's a free way of starting this funnel where you're providing content upfront, providing value. People will be tagging other people in there if they know someone who has back pain. And then you provide really high value posts over the course of those five days. Okay. I can almost guarantee you that there are people in your current Facebook friend list and who are currently following your Facebook page, if you have a business page, that have back pain that want to know that information, right? Very high value, and you're showing them up front, I have things that I can help you with. And then at the end of that sequence, after those seven days, you can reach out to those people individually through a Facebook message and say, hey, thanks for following along with my, uh, with my back pain session. If you want to know more, or if you'd like my free PDF cheat sheet on this, uh, go to this website. And that's where you could have your ebook stored or your little video course stored. So that's one way to do the free content upfront in terms of starting a funnel. It works amazingly. So just and that doesn't, that doesn't even take any technology. You're just talking yeah. about an actual post. There's no, you didn't mention a link, a landing page, any tool that they would have to do. So almost, nope. like, this is literally as low tech as possible. Literally as low tech, free as possible, huge value. I have someone who did this recently um, and they doubled their business in the past month. Like literally, they doubled the amount of new patients that they've been seeing and the, the overall amount of patients they've been seeing. Nice. And we've done this in various forms. And it gives you then a list of people who you can go and talk to one-on-one. You can go into a little Facebook messenger message and say, hey, thanks for following along. Let me know if you have any specific questions about your back pain, right? 
super low tech, super easy to do free. So that's, that's I guess, the, the very first way I would, I would start off my funnel. Will, let's talk about the paid side of Facebook because that's a whole nother beast, but equally, if not more important. Right. So exactly, like Alex said, I'm a big believer in that you probably need both. And part of the reason is that you are only going to have a finite limit of people that you can reach within your community or this ideal person, right? This ideal person of back pain that Alex talked about earlier, right? The person that you want to talk to that's 18 with back pain, you're going to want to talk to them much differently than the person who's 70 with back pain. Why Facebook is so powerful is they are tracking every little bit of data that you and I put into it, and it's keeping it there for its advertising platform. So what that means is that if you want to reach a 45-year-old woman who makes more than $75,000 a year, who happens to have an interest in hiking and running, Facebook is going to find all those people in the certain mile radius that you put, and that ad is going to go right in front of them. That's why it's so powerful. It's not that I need to be boosting posts because uh, Facebook's telling me I need to boost posts. Right. You can reach your ideal target customer better than almost anything out there besides going to a 45-year-old uh, hiking and running women's clinic in Portland, Oregon right. on Saturday, December 12th, right? Mm -hmm. Other than that, and that happens maybe once a year, right? Well, with Facebook, you can do it every single hour of every single day. You can get in front of these people. Now, I know real quick, Will, one thing that I've noticed when I'm posting something on like PT Live's Facebook page or PT Tech Talk is Facebook will say, hey, you could boost this post for X amount of dollars and it will actually, you know, we're seeing other people have success with this. So what is on this paid side we're talking about? What is the average amount that you would say to start with? Let's say um, you're, a, you're a small clinic. Could yeah. you start with a hundred bucks and implement this? Easily. Or less, I mean, because that's that that could be a lot for some owners. So, could you even do? Is it like, is there a five or ten dollar minimum? Yeah, you can set. So, how this works is, and if and if you're really curious, so we're, we'll get into it. But we're building a course that's going to show you exactly how to do this step by step. And if you if you're nice. curious, you can join our group, and there are videos already up here about how to go step by step. But how Facebook works is, you have multiple options. You can set a daily budget. So, if you want your ad to run, so say you boost a post, Rob, and you want it to be. You want it to go for 30 days. You know, let's say it's, it's November now and this event's going to be December 20 something and you want it to last up until, you know, a day before that event. You can set a daily budget of anywhere from as low as a dollar a day to, I can't even remember, I've honestly never played with the max of what it is a day. Right, yeah. I, I don't probably know. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook probably is like, if you want to, go for it. Um, but uh, a, as little as a dollar a day. And so why, why does it matter the, how much you spend in a day? I should say, I should stop. So you have your daily budget or you can set a fixed budget. I only want to spend $30 in this month period. Okay. Right? So yeah. then Facebook is going to only spend your $30. Okay. What's really fascinating about Facebook, if your ad isn't good, it won't even use all of your $30, huh. which is crazy because Facebook values its user experience more than it values your advertising dollars. Right. Because yeah. they know the better experience you have, the longer you're going to stay on, the more they can get out of their advertising. Okay. So it's, it's incredible that they, it's not like Facebook's trying to sink your money. Facebook actually really wants you to have success, which I think is one of the cool part of the cool parts of the paid platform when it comes to advertising. Gotcha. 
So you can set a daily budget as low as, I believe $5 is the lowest. I've put it, you probably could go lower as a total budget. Um, but then you can set a daily budget as well. Why does, it, why does it vary from a daily budget? What do you get more out of it? Well, you get to hit more people in your target, uh, your target person that you're trying to reach. Your ad is going to go in front of more people the more you pay. Okay. So does that actually, like with Facebook, whenever you put that out there and you say, I want to pay X amount for putting my ad in front of this very specific audience that I drill down on, and whenever they click on that ad, that specific targeted audience that you selected and picked, when they click on that, you can put it and have it go anywhere, right? Okay, good, good. Yeah, so you can have it go to a specific website. Uh, you could have it go to a blog post, for example, that you have. You could have it go to a funnel step, which is basically, Will talked about a landing page. So you could have it go to a page where they're signing up to get something. So you can determine where exactly they go when they click on that ad. And you can be charged in a bunch of different ways. At some point, we could get into the depth of Facebook advertising. That's, that's a five-hour podcast right there. But yeah. you could get charged when people click on it or just when people see it. So there's a lot of variants there. So I want to take a sec, Rob, because you brought up the boosted post, right? And so I know we get a lot of clinic owners who say, oh, I made a Facebook post and, and Facebook's prompting me to, uh, to boost this post. And that's, that's great. I mean, really, it's going to get to more people. That's what Facebook wants to do. But we're not getting super specific on who that's getting in front of. Facebook's just saying, hey, can I, can I take this and show it to more people? It's not really, it's not being as specific as we possibly could be. And that's where the, the advertising platform is really powerful in that here's how cool it gets. So for example, if you want people who only engage on Facebook posts, who make comments or share things, right? Here's how you can take an organic post, make it paid and reach even more people than just purely paid. You can seek out people who, who are, have the behavior of regularly sharing or commenting on posts. And so Facebook, if you set that as your objective, that you want more comments and more shares on your post, Facebook is going to seek out your ideal person. And then beyond that, out of those ideal people, they're going to seek out the ones that regularly comment and share on Facebook posts. And it's going to go in front of them. And you get this opportunity to then grow your reach through these tactics. And that's where it becomes really, really powerful. And so if you're going to start out doing a Facebook ad, I would say play around with an ad first for a, a dollar or a budget of $5 and just get familiar with the platform. Because right. you can set what we call campaigns, which is going to be, I want people to comment on this. It could be, I want people to click on my website link, or it could be, I want people to like my page. And I think it's really worth a $5 investment to just play around and see what you can do. In fact, you don't even have to put $5 down to play around, but I would just go through the entire process. You know, I think every clinic owner out here can afford $5 to just play around with one ad. So you get used to the platform. What would be the next potential step then in this, uh, this timeline? So if someone were to potentially put in maybe a daily budget of five bucks for five days, what then would they want to be looking at? What type of metrics and stats would they want to see? What would they hope to see? And then how do they use that data to then organize the next step? 
Yeah. So ideally we're, we're sending someone to, to an offer, right? And we'll get to that in a minute, but as far as metrics, early on, you're not going to be able to, to get, you know, the, maybe the cheapest clicks you could possibly get because there's a lot of testing involved with Facebook. And so people will often say, Oh, Facebook ads didn't work for me. I tried that. Well, it's maybe because you didn't set it up in the way that your audience will best respond to it. So metrics that we look at really frequently are cost per click and total clicks, right? Those are the two biggest ones that I'd look at. How much is it costing you to, to get a click? Uh, and that can range anywhere from people will claim that you can get down to, you know, under 10 cents a click all the way up to a few dollars per click. So if you're just doing an advertisement that is straight content, meaning that you're just, you're sending people to a blog post, for example, that cost per click is going to be fairly low. That's where you could get under 50 cents. Maybe it's 10 cents a click, eight cents per click. That would be great. If you're sending someone to a landing page, to an actual offer where they're giving their name and email address, that's going to cost you more. Uh -huh. So that may cost something like a dollar or two dollars, even up to three dollars. If you're getting into four dollars, that's really expensive. Yeah. Um, and I then you can that specific that it could actually that depending on what you wanted to get out of the the end of the funnel, they actually charge more if it's more if it's a higher converting step they charge more. Is that right? It's like more intent, right? Like there's, there's just more of a request. Yeah, because there's different campaign objectives. So there's a conversion objective, which means that you are telling Facebook, I want people to convert, meaning give you their name and email address. And then you'll end up paying per conversion, which that might be $2 a lead, $3 a lead, five, six, seven, ten dollars $10 a lead. So you can play around with that. And my specialty is testing the crap out of everything, right? I don't assume for one minute that the first ad I put up is the very best ad. And so I, I'll test up to 48 unique ad variations per campaign that I do. Yeah, It's really easy to do. Um, and so we're, we're always just testing and tweaking things as we run through Facebook ads. Gotcha. So it's kind of the, the test and check, test and check. That's Definitely. The thing that you want to kind of hammer home with that initial $5 spend. Yeah. Get comfortable and, with it and mm -hmm. then kind of start testing, looking at your stats the whole time so then you can figure out what's working the best, what's getting that grandma into your door that wanted to pick up her grandkid or play with her grandkid, right? Yeah, definitely. And one, one thing to note is you're testing things. If you have a couple ads or a couple campaigns that you're testing, Facebook will immediately start trying to optimize the ad. So the first time someone clicks on an ad, let's say you have two different ads that you're testing, same offer. You're trying to send someone to an ebook, right? To sign up for an ebook. But you have two different ads that you're doing there. Facebook will test those simultaneously. And as soon as one of those gets a click, they're going to automatically start sending more of your traffic and allocate more of your money to that ad because they in the end want you to have success. That's why you'll pay them more money. And so they're automatically doing that, which can be both good and bad. Right, um, yeah. But just know that that happens on the front end. Facebook is sort of deciding for you which are the best ones and they'll automatically allocate your budget to that. Yeah, so they kind of do a sniper approach, but using a shotgun. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. And that, that actually, that is... It, it partially answers, uh, we, had a, we had a couple questions, and I knew we were going to try to get to those at the end, but as you mentioned, Alex, like as we're going through this, we'll, you'll probably cover some of those questions and answers anyway. So 
Brianne Showman Brown had a question about when you guys were coming on the podcast, she had said, ask them about split testing and then also how to, um, how do you know like when to turn off the ads or, or how like with the traffic and is it supposed to go directly to both ads? So you just answered partly mm-hmm. by saying that Facebook, the algorithm already will send more traffic to one that has clear, um, positive, not traction, but it like there's a click. Yeah. So there's more engagement going on on that particular landing page. And, um, and maybe, maybe also just like with different ad variations, if you see, like, I think, so if Will were to have, you know, 36 ad variations for one particular ad, he could, you know, in the next 12 or 24 hours, he can go in and he'll see, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong, he can go back and see ones that are underperforming and he can just go and manually turn those off. Can, can you also do that, Will? Yep, absolutely. You can do that. And so what's really cool and, and to not scare anyone off, when we talk about creating all these ad variations, right, that can be as simple as you create one ad. And then in Facebook, it has a duplicate button and you can just duplicate, right? So now you have 12 of the exact same looking, the same ad 12 times. Now you're going to go into each one and all you do is change the picture, right? And you're like, well, why, why does that matter? Well, we're going to start to figure out what picture does, do people resonate with the most that makes them want to click on something? Okay, now we figured out the picture. Now we can go back, duplicate that picture. And now we can change the copy within the ad, right? We can change five, six words in every single one of those 12 uh, subsets. And so we're not saying, I think when I first started learning about it, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, who would ever have time to create 48 different ads like in one time? And, it, and it's really a straightforward process. Yes, there's a learning curve. But Dave, to get back to your point or, or your question is that, Yes, Facebook is going to start to tell you these things. And what Alex was talking about earlier, this is two ways that you can really measure if you should keep them running or turn them off. And that's, are you getting, is your cost per click significantly going up or is your total clicks going down? And then number three, is your frequency, and we're, I'm going to explain frequency in a second, is your frequency number shooting through the roof? Frequency means how many times your ad is being shown to the same person multiple times. Facebook hates if your ad gets shown to people five, six, seven, eight times in a row. That ruins the user experience. I've seen this before. I know this is an ad. I don't want to be on it. So that's a third way to really track. Are you performing? Is your ad performing well? And the great thing is if it's not, there's a little button. It's really easy. You just say, turn off this ad and your funds will shift to the ones that are higher performing. And there's even a, a function built into Facebook. A lot of people don't use this, but there's a function where you can set parameters so that you say, well, gosh, I feel like I can spend an average of $3 per click, right? But if for some reason it's getting to $4 a click, I don't want to be running that ad because it's not working well enough. You can set that parameter within Facebook to say, if the ad ever hits an average of $4 per click on a given day, turn it off. Okay. Or if it hits an average of $4 a day, send me an email. So you can set that even within Facebook uh, in order to sort of protect yourself, <laughs> right? Yeah. If, it, if it's crashing and burning, right. you can be protected. So the, the first call you get won't be your bank going, uh, <laughs> you're overdrawn by $2 million. Right. The check was just made out to Facebook. Sorry about that. <laughs> Yeah. I do want to say before, before we like lose anyone on, on, on too depth of, of talking about the details and that when we were getting to the funnel, I didn't, I didn't want us to get too far away from this idea is that you have the, 
paid traffic and your unpaid traffic or your free traffic and your paid traffic. All of that is to get someone to the next step of your funnel, which is more value, right? And so that can be a landing page. And if you're unfamiliar with these terms, a landing page is, is literally a page that you land on after you click something. So that can be a website and most typically it's a website, right? So it's some, some page on someone's website that's going to give you more information, right? Maybe that's a page that says, Hey, thank you for clicking on the link for, you know, our ad that had the ebook to get the ebook, just drop in your email and your phone number and, and then hit submit and then we'll get you your ebook, right? Great. So what you've gotten out of that is you've gotten what we call a, a cold lead that's become warmer. So someone who we didn't know had any interest now has expressed some type of interest in low back pain, right? So now they just got this ebook on low back pain. Great. We know that for some reason they have some curiosity about low back pain. Mm -hmm. Okay. We've, we've learned that about them. The beautiful thing, and we won't dive into this because it, it, it's its own thing is what's awesome about Facebook is it has a pixel, which is a little bit of code that will track each person on every step that they go through on this funnel. That's why it becomes so powerful in the end is we can find out just how warm someone is along this funnel. So they get to the landing page. The landing page provides more value. And ultimately, that's where you lead them to a next decision if you so choose that they need to make a next decision. So that landing page could be, hey, thanks for downloading the ebook. Do you want to change your back pain now? Watch this video of Rob or Dave, how they have helped their own back pain. Cool. Video testimonial. Love it. Love it. I'm going to scroll down more. Hey, you know, Dave had so much success. If you would like to, too, click the submit button to send us your phone number and Dave or Rob, the owner, will reach out to you at their soonest convenience to get in touch with you about setting up an appointment. Right. And I just wanted to, to, to stop real quick and just say that's the funnel. The yeah. funnel is to figure out who is someone who needs your service today and the beautiful thing is with, with tracking now, we can find out how far away are they from deciding that they need to sign up with Dave. And so I, I apologize for interrupting. I just thought before we dove so far in that we keep this mindset of, of what is a funnel? How, what, what are these steps leading to? Because we can dive so much into the technical aspect that you're like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. No, I, I, think, I think that was a great way to kind of bring it back and kind of yeah. humanize it because you're right. At the end of the day, this is potentially being used by a, an owner or a healthcare provider or, or someone that is trying to understand how I can use this to take someone through a decision-making process and you really just locked it up there. So um, I, think we're, I think we're pretty much good because we could, like Alex said, we could just go on five or six hours if we, if we wanted to go deeper and go off the deep end. And I think, I think that's a good part for Rob and I to mention that we should definitely have you guys back and maybe do like a little, um, a little uh, a tease of that in the future with different uh, topics and things that you guys with your expertise can kind of hone in on. Sure. Um, but, but in terms of sending the audience to a potential spot for them to get a little bit of free intro and, and a little bit of free content and, and value for them, what would be a good place for, for them to follow up with you guys and, and go to? So they can hit our landing page and they can enter our funnel, but you can see, you can see exactly how this process works out. <laughs> Basically what we have is we can offer you a free, it's essentially a whole mini course on how to get started with this. How do you initially set up a Facebook advertisement? What do you have to do in order to get that Facebook pixel thing that Will was talking about started? How do you create 
an ebook. So we cover these things in this free mini course that we're just going to give away to people who are listening to this podcast. The website to go to for that is healthyfunnel.com slash tech talk. So healthyfunnel.com slash tech talk, just for you guys. If you've made it this far, you deserve this. And uh, really, I just want to highlight some next steps for people because it's a lot of information that we've presented. I like to think, what do I do now as a result of listening to episode 62 of the PT Tech Talk podcast? Here's what I would invite you to do. Think about your target audience. Who would you most like to be reaching right now online? Next, think about what is something highly valuable that you could create to them to give away as this lead magnet, whether that's an ebook about back pain, whether it's a short video series about back pain, maybe it's a back pain checklist, maybe it's five exercises to start easing your back pain today and you print out you know, a report of those. Figure out what that lead magnet is going to be and start creating it. If you want help with how to do that technically, you can jump in our Facebook group. We, we have whole tutorials on how to do that. Yeah, yeah. I the, can personally say that's an excellent place to go and a great resource too. Thank you. I, I, I appreciate love there. Uh, and then as you, as you do that, the next step is really create a Facebook business manager page. Okay. Uh, and again, we have videos on how to do that. You can go to business.facebook.com, create a business manager that allows you to get into the advertising platform um, and, and do everything. So a couple simple things. And then as you're going forward, talking to patients, listen to them, <laughs> listen to the things that they talk about, listen to the questions that they ask. As you have success with a patient, ask them to give you a video testimonial because that will make this whole funnel process so much easier. As we talked about having some social proof, find video testimonials that you can get. And as you do those things, you'll be able to set up a funnel fairly easily. Come up with, with who your audience is, come up with what you're giving them and start creating the path to, to make that funnel a reality. Will, any uh, parting shots or comments before we head off? No, I just, I would love to say that, you know, we, we started the group to, we just felt there weren't, there wasn't a place where we could talk about and show the technical nitty gritty things. There's a lot of, there are a lot of groups about high level marketing and strategy, but how do you, how do you edit a video? Like, how do you, how do you stitch things together? How do you even walk through a Facebook ad, right? Like things that there are a lot of people putting out things like, here's how you, you know, here's why you need Facebook ads. That's really great if you know how to even start a Facebook ad. But if you don't, we got to start from the beginning. And so that's why we created this group. And really, I think that's why uh, we, we felt like we needed to do it, one, for ourselves to have a place to put all this stuff. Yeah. Together, but then also to help other people. And I think I just would say to someone that this stuff works. If you can implement this, if you are a small practice, the greatest thing is we just had a client who, who someone Alex and I work with closely has implemented all of this on free, free traffic, free traffic. She had her best month of the entire year by implementing these tactics in the last two weeks. Wow. So definitely, definitely start off for free. Like why, why wouldn't you even just do yeah. that? 
Low-hanging right. fruit, right? Yep. Right. Yep. Awesome. So, guys, that was just a massive amount of value distilled in about, you know, 45 or 60 minutes or so. We definitely have to have you back. For everyone that's still listening on right now, thank you so much for listening, your engagement. We truly, truly appreciate your attention. That is the most important, your attention and your time. We really, really appreciate that. So, two quick call to action at the end of this podcast. Now, you're going to jump into Facebook. You're going to search in the search box, Healthcare Digital Marketing press enter. You're going to join these guys' group and get a ton of free information. And if you want a little bit more, if you want a little bit more and, and, you're, and you're feeling like you want to jump into this, go ahead and type in, in your, the top of your web browser in Google, you can type in healthyfunnel.com slash tech talk. And you're going to sign up for a free, completely free mini course to get you started and let us know how it goes. All right. So, I mean, I can't say anything else other than guys, Will and Alex, thank you so much for your time. For Rob and I here at episode 62 PT Tech Talk, guys, thank you so much for your time. Hey, thank you. This was a blast. Absolute pleasure. All right. Perfect, guys.